Grand Theft Auto 6 is finally here. Or at least the first trailer is. And man, does this game look incredible. But let me tell you, in just these 90 seconds, I believe that Rockstar has given us enough information to predict the entire 30 plus hour plot of this game. Don't believe me? Just give me the next couple of minutes. I'm gonna prove to you that I know the plot a full two years before this game actually releases. internet, welcome to Game Theory, where if this is our standard for goodness, then no wonder this country's screwed. And who would have thought that after this insane year of gaming, we'd go out on such a huge bang? It's like Rockstar saw the successes of Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, and just said, hold my Mountain Dew. It's not even a game release. This thing's a trailer, and the internet just up and forgot about all those actual games, and is now obsessed with analyzing this Rockstar trailer frame by frame to learn everything they can about GTA 6. And so you know when people start analyzing things frame by frame, we had to get in on that action. I mean, it is kind of what we're known for over here. No, hello neighbor. No, down, bad boy. No, not your turn. So I sat down and looked at every picture, every line of dialogue, every possible detail to see what I could learn about this newly anticipated game. And I was shocked that despite only having 33 words spoken in the entire trailer, the game's whole plot was laid out bare in front of us. Our lead character's story has already been foretold. A story of drama, passion, and ultimately, betrayal. Spoiler alert, friends, there are no happy endings in this one. So have your getaway cars ready, theorists. I've got a feeling we're gonna have ourselves a five-star wanted level after I give away the secrets of GTA 6. The first and most obvious piece of evidence coming out of this trailer is probably the backing track. So let's just start there. Music is one of the most important parts of any trailer. It's gonna help set the tone, it's gonna emphasize the setting, the location, and if it doesn't fit, you're really gonna notice it. But Rockstar also has themselves a habit of taking the use of music one step further. They tend to use songs with specific lyrics to hint at what their story is going to be about. You can see I'm playing with this concept during the build-up to GTA 4. The core plot was pretty obvious, thanks to the dialogue telling us that the lead character, Nico, was looking for someone. But the lyrics of the song actually took this a step further. In a TV trailer, they used the song Vagabond by Greenskeepers, which opens with lyrics like this, quote, From far away I came, got away from seeing red. I want to shoot you down now for the things you did. I came a long way to see you. Now I wish you were dead. And when the game eventually came out, it was revealed that Nico had traveled from Yugoslavia, a faraway place, to kill the man who betrayed his unit in the Yugoslav Wars. A man that made him see red with anger that he now wants dead. See what I'm saying here? It is not subtle. Lyrics are giving us more context around the main plot of the story. Rockstar then continued doing this with the GTA 5 trailers, with the second trailer using the song Skeletons by Stevie Wonder. Quote again, Skeletons in your closet itching to come outside. GTA 5 was all about Michael lying about who he was. His friends thought he was dead, but instead, he'd made a deal with the FBI and went into witness protection. And when the song goes on to say, she said it wasn't polite to tell a white one, he said one white lie turns into a black one. It's all about how Michael omitted the truth, telling small white lies to the people around him, which continued to grow into bigger and bigger lies. Black lies. Leading to massive altercations, and depending on the ending you chose, the ending of one of the characters' lives. So what song, then, is giving us all the information for this new GTA 6 trailer? Well, it's called Love is a Long Road by Tom Petty. And the lyrics are coming from a man's perspective singing about a woman they loves. In the trailer, we're introduced to our two lead characters, Lucia and Jason, who appear to be romantically involved, which leads me to believe that this song is about them and their relationship, told from Jason's perspective. The first verse of the song uses lines like, There was a girl I knew. She said she cared about me. She tried to make
make my world the way she thought it should be. And we see exactly this happening throughout the trailer. Lucia is the one running the show. She's the one doing most of the talking, giving us a big speech about how they need to stick together. She's the one counting the money in the car. And when they're robbing convenience stores, she's the one leading the charge. That's why all these lyrics feel so passive and more focused on what she thinks is best rather than what he wants. She tried to make my world what she thought it should be. So the fact that the lyrics are lining up with what we see in the trailer means that the rest of the lyrics in the song could probably be offering us more clues about what to expect in the game. For starters, we know that their relationship will eventually come to an end. The lyrics from the third verse say, it was hard to give up. Some things are hard to let go. Some things are never enough. Notice that it's all being said in the past tense. This long road of love that this couple was on, it's over now. But why? Well, let's again look back at the lyrics. Some things are hard to let go. Some things are never enough. It seems to be referring to their lives as criminals. Either the money that they're getting or the thrill and adrenaline here is never enough. There's always gotta be just one more heist. The trailer places an emphasis on money in the final few shots. We get a nice big close-up of Lucia holding a big old wad of cash in the front seat as the police drive past. And we only see him pulling out guns in convenience stores. Places where the only thing you're gonna be taken is petty cash from the register. It's likely that one of them wanted to get out of this life and the other one kept them in. We also get the line, I'll give her one more chance. In fact, we actually get that line twice, which solidifies the idea that this is all about Lucia. She's the one calling the shots and seems to be the one that's more focused on doing just one more heist. But Jason, well, it seems like Jason may have other plans. You see, when looking back through the trailer, I noticed that Jason's face is never fully shown. It's always obscured in some way. The two major shots of him are in the car and during the ending motel scene. Both times, we only get to see one half of his face. This is classic visual shorthand for someone hiding a part of themselves from us. By hiding one half of their face, we never actually get to connect with who they really are. Get a sense of their full character. Think about, like, the Phantom of the Opera. He's hiding half of himself under a mask. We don't get to see the other half of who he truly is until the mask is removed. And finally then we realize, yeah, that guy, he's not that great. He was actually hiding a lot of awful stuff. The burns on his face, but also symbolically the evil in his heart. Compare that to Lucia, who regularly faces the camera practically straight on. She has nothing to hide. The only time that we see Jason forward facing in this entire thing is during the heist sections, where he and Lucia are wearing bandanas to hide their identities. So again, not allowing us as the audience to fully see who he is or get a sense of whether or not we can truly trust him. And trust is actually a key point here. It's literally the final word from each character in the trailer. And when Lucia poses it as a question to Jason, look at how he responds. Trust? He's nervous throughout the trailer. In the car scene, when the police drive by, he looks panicked. But Lucia, she doesn't react that way. She's got a more neutral expression. She's enjoying this. This isn't her first rodeo. Then again, presumably it wouldn't be Jason's either, so why is he so nervous? What secret is he trying to hide? What game is he playing? You see, I wasn't the only person to notice that Jason was acting a little bit shady. There were a number of people who took to Reddit to write up their own very compelling theories as to what's going on with Jason. So I thought we should probably talk about those theories in a mini Morty. Gonna talk about a popular theory for a minute, that's why we call it a mini Morty. The overwhelming majority of theories that I saw circulating online were claiming that Jason's worried about getting caught by Lucia because he's an undercover cop. One that was assigned to get close to Lucia in order to take her down from the inside. But while on this mission, he begins to fall in love with her. If we go back to the Tom Petty lyrics, she's changed his world. And that's why love feels like a tough and long road. Because he's fighting with himself as to whether he follows his orders or his heart. And during the events of the game, he's eventually gonna snap as Lucia continues to push for more and more, ultimately pushing him into something that he doesn't want to do, crossing his moral boundaries. Now, all of that might seem like a bit of a stretch, but there is more evidence here. Firstly, user Willy 
points out that if you look real close on that second to last shot at Jason, you can see two small holes in his ears. Those are earring holes. And it seems weird that he wouldn't be wearing them, which leads to the idea that he might have gotten rid of those in order to go undercover. His haircut also raised some suspicion because as user God Garbage puts it, Jason really does have that cop haircut too if you think about it. User Jojo Reddit also points out that during the trailer we see a body cam shot from a white police officer, presumably Jason's body cam footage. And this is just my observations, but it's also worth pointing out that GTA 6 began development all the way back in 2014, a year where the media landscape was shaken by the passing of Paul Walker, the co-star of the Fast and Furious franchise. Now, Paul Walker's character Brian was an undercover cop that got romantically involved with a member of the gang that he was investigating. Seems like Rockstar might have taken some inspiration for Jason there. But for as compelling as that argument might seem, there are plenty of holes here that I should probably point out. First of all, the body cam footage from the white police officer, well, I definitely like that as evidence, the idea that this is actually POV footage from Jason, yeah, it's a little bit shaky. If you look closely, you can actually see the officer's forearms are incredibly smooth. But when you take a look at Jason, he is not incredibly smooth. In fact, quite the opposite. He is a hairy boy. In the motel scene, we actually see him with his shirt off and his chest is covered in hair. And sure enough, in the next shot, we see Jason's arms in full view and they are indeed incredibly hairy. Something about Jason doesn't exactly scream manscaping to me, so those arms in the body cam footage, probably not his. As for Jason's chosen haircut, the game takes place in the state of Leonida, the game's version of Florida, specifically in the city of Vice, which is meant to be a parallel of Miami. Looking at the Miami Police Department's guidelines around appropriate haircuts, the code states that, quote, the maximum extension of hair that's combed outward shall be no more than two inches. In addition, the hair on the side of the head shall be gradually tapered. Sounds pretty one-to-one with what our man Jason is rocking, except here again, there's a catch. If he's supposed to be undercover, then police are actually encouraged to break their own rules. The guidance is very clear that undercover cops are exempt from all these rules, because guess what? They don't want him to look like a cop. Makes sense. The guidelines also have something to say about piercings as well. Quote again, earrings of the small post type that do not hang below the earlobe may be worn by civilian female employees. That's right, male officers from Miami aren't allowed to wear earrings, which means that the idea that he's missing them in these shots because he's gone undercover is actually getting the whole thing backwards. Much like the haircut, he would more realistically have gained earrings as a part of his cover, not lost them. All of this is to say that while I really like the idea of him being an undercover agent, sadly, the evidence just doesn't really stack up. I suppose he could still be helping the cops as an informant rather than being an actual police officer, which would explain away things like the haircut and the earrings, but I have myself a different solution. While we've all been busy analyzing what's up with Jason in the trailer, I think it's all a red herring. I still believe the song is Jason's story, but I also think it's distracting us away from the real betrayal that's gonna happen in this game. And it all comes down to this screenshot right here. That symbol in the background, that's the state seal of Leonida. And it's very similar to the seal of Florida. You know, the place that Leonida's based on. The Florida seal depicts sable trees, the state tree, a seminal woman spreading flowers, and a steamboat sailing before the sun breaks over the horizon. The Seminole woman is there to represent the indigenous people that lived there when European settlers arrived, with the flowers being spread representing the harmony between them as well as the prosperous land. The sable trees represent prosperity and economic success, the steamboat is a callback to the transportation advancements that the state made back in the 1800s, and the sun rays are there because the state shines proudly. The point of all of this is that these symbols aren't just there 
Sarah's pretty pictures, they have a meaning. So then, what's the state seal of Leonida trying to tell us? Well, in the seal, we also get the sunshine rays, the steamboat, and the palm tree, connecting it back to the Florida seal that this is based on. But there are also a few key differences. First, let's talk about the woman. Unlike in the Florida seal, where she's looking to the earth and spreading flowers and prosperity to the land, in GTA 6, we have a woman in a red dress looking off into the distance, longing for something beyond the land that she's currently standing on. This would match what we were saying about Lucia earlier in the video. She's longing for something more. Things are never enough for her. It's always going to be just one more heist, one more payday, and then they're going to be able to leave this place and start a new life. But then take a look at the rest of the image. There's a snake hanging from a tree behind her. A snake in a tree is always going to be symbolic of one thing, the Garden of Eden, where Satan took the form of a snake and tricked Eve into eating from the Tree of Knowledge. This then leads to the original betrayal, where the woman Eve betrays Adam, leaving the couple to get yeeted out of the Garden of Eden by God. Snake in tree equals deception, lies being whispered into the woman's ear, promising her good things that'll actually lead to tragedy and downfall. The woman in the seal wearing red is also interesting. Red is symbolic of anger, it's symbolic of evil, it's symbolic of temptation. Remember that scene in the Matrix where Neo sees a woman in red, but then he looks back at her and it's suddenly an agent pointing a gun at him? It's evil hiding in plain sight. It's betrayal. There's also the classic biblical example of a woman wearing red, the Whore of Babylon. She's a personification of the city's rulers that have fallen to corruption. Red is corrupt. So really, every way to Sunday, this seal is trying to tell us that the woman here is a betrayer. She's wearing red, she's looking out into the distance to get away, and she's being tempted by a snake. That woman, I suspect, is Lucia. Think about what we see of her throughout the trailer. She starts off in a prison meeting with a counselor, but the next thing we know, she's out on parole with an ankle bracelet. I would bet that they offered her a chance to get out, maybe to even have a chance at a clean record and to start a new life, so long as she helps take down the gang that she works with. Lucia took a plea deal from the police. She made a deal with the devil, so to speak, and so she'll be the one to ultimately betray Jason, just like Eve did in Eden. Take one last look at that seal, though. Notice anything else that's different from Florida's? Right there. That right there is an alligator attacking someone, which at first might just seem like, yeah, obviously there's an alligator, we're talking about Florida, but I wouldn't be so quick to jump to that conclusion. If the woman in red is meant to represent Lucia, then the person in white standing next to her must represent the person that's closest to her, Jason. Him wearing white is a symbol of his innocence in this whole thing, and the fact that he's being attacked by an alligator in the seal is symbolic of him being sacrificed. He is literally being fed to the wolves, or I suppose the alligators. It's her turning in a loved one to the police, a betrayal for her own self-preservation. She's the one left standing while he's literally getting eaten alive. A man who, remember, based on how he looks throughout the trailer, doesn't want to be there. He's the innocent in this. He's just following her lead. Again, think about the lyrics to the Tom Petty song. She said she cared about me. She said she cared, but did she really? No. It was all an act. So then, does Lucia get off scot-free? Nope. Remember, again, the symbolism that we're talking about here. Eve listens to the devil. Satan, the snake in the tree that's feeding her lies. The snake gets her to betray Adam, sure, but they both wind up suffering the consequences. They both lose. And I suspect that that's going to apply to Lucia here. She listens to the cops. She betrays Jason thinking that it's going to be the thing that gets her off, gets her to escape to a better life, but it's going to backfire. She's going to be taken down too. That's why she's left on the shore longing for a new life, but never actually getting one. She's stranded. In the end, she chooses to work with a snake, but just like we see on the seal, that snake is ready to bite. Am I right? Am I wrong? I guess we'll see in two years. But hey, that's just a theory. A game theory. Thanks for watching.